Hello everyone, I'm Elise. And I'm Julia. We have a very special episode of the 330 today. We are joined by Scott Ellman and Ryan Caswell from the design architect firm. They are the ones in charge of designing Cuyahoga Falls, a new 6 to 12 school building. We are very excited to have this chance to hear about what's going on with the process, the design, and the building. Welcome gentlemen and good morning. Hello. Hi. So there are a couple things we want to touch on today. Um, the timeline, the process, how the career technical education will be incorporated. But first, can you give us an update on how things are now? Yeah, so we've just wrapped up our first phase of design. Um, that's our schematic design phase. Uh, so we're looking at how, really it's a recipe of how all the pieces of the building fit together, mm-hmm. um, where they, and then where they start to fit together, adjacencies, uh, music wants to be next to the auditorium, uh, the health and PE wants to be next to the gym, things like that. Um, and now we're launching into what we call de- uh, design development, which is our, uh, it's really where the heavy lifting's done, where we dive into the details. So our engineers get on board, we start looking at things like the cabinetry and the casework and the lighting and, and all the details in the building. So we're just starting that process right now. That's awesome. Okay, so the overall design has changed, and I'm guessing there's still a chance for change to come again, as these projects are always very fluid. Um, when will the community be able to see the final design and like the factors going into it? Yeah, so our, our hope is that in uh, when school starts uh, again for the 22-23 um, school year, um, so it would be this fall, mm-hmm. uh, we're looking at presenting a overall uh, community update, which we, you'll see renderings of the building and you'll see, see the floor plans and you'll see, uh, it would be the wow moment of, of design, That's so exciting, yeah. kind of the un- unveiling of the design at that point. All right, do you want to Okay, so career technical education. Um, this has been a growing field in the six districts, and specifically Cuyahoga Falls. I mean, we're sitting in a brand new room, which is part of this like brand new program, Modern Communication Through Media Production. And there are plans to start another CTE program, Urgent Ag- Agriculture, next year. Is incorporating the CTE space in the design different from your traditional classroom space? It is. It is. Um, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's set up as, as a different... Uh, um, a different program model. The spaces are larger. Uh, they they take a lot more. Um, there's a lot more furniture and equipment and and things that go into the space, and they're very unique. So they're so each CTE program is very unique. So we spend a lot of time on each one designing those spaces, particularly for what they need. Um, and our goal for the new building is rather than having the CTE in one location like this, where you're all together in this, in the, this is the newest part of the building, I think, but you're yeah. all together here. Um, what we're going to do is spread those spaces out. So as middle schoolers and high schoolers walk through the building, uh, they they are experiencing the different CTE spaces uh, mixed into the rest of the curriculum rather than being just lumped as one CTE. That's space. really smart. Yeah. I think that was our next question too. Yeah, it was like, are we keeping the same wing or what's the deal? Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's really cool. It'll be better for when kids are filing out of classes, too, because normally when everyone gets out of the career program and the career wing, I love the career wing, but, like, all of the kids come out at the same time, so then they just, like, all collectively <laughs> start walking out, and it's a pain in the butt to get to your next class. Right, yeah. Well, the one thing I do like about having our own wing, though, is the fact that we have, like, our secretary right there, so when we come back from classes. Oh, but that is we can nice. do that. Yeah, Anyhow, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so one idea we've kind of kicked around for this program in our video announcements program is almost to have like a today show feel slash look to it, uh, where the studios are not set up behind big windows that people out in the hall and stuff like that can walk around and be part of it. Um, 
what do you think we can do about that? Like, have you been to Hudson's? You've seen their stuff. They have, like, their studio, stuff like that, like, actual backgrounds. Do you yeah. think we'd be able to incorporate that? I think, I, yeah, I think we can. So the space, and and we are, what's exciting is we're in the design phase where we have a space designated for this program. Right. Um, it's actually on the second floor, um, and it walks out, and our our vision is that it would connect to a, a place that could be also could be also used as the press box for the football stadium. Right. So you can have that collab cross curriculum and collaboration between the two programs. Yeah. It is just a vision. It's a right. It's a box that we can design however we need to. So that's what's exciting about that's cool. about this this yeah. this part of the design is we're going to really dive into the details and well, understand what that space needs. I to also be. know like as far as video announcements goes, like we've been working hard around trying yeah. to like push out and get in like so, like we go to like the basketball games right now, right, football yep. games. So that'll work really well too that we can be near all that stuff. Absolutely. All these CTE programs and really all classes in general want the most space and the most features and the most ability to have flexibility in their classrooms. They all can't be as big as they want since you only have so much space within the design of the entire building. So how do you determine the size of the rooms and who gets what space and what will be available to what programs? Right. Um, that's a great question. So we, we use what we uh, call a design manual. So we do have some guidance. Um, the state of Ohio is a co-funder and partner in this. Um, and since they're helping us uh, co-fund the project, they have a design manual. And in that design manual, they give they give uh, recommendations for sizes of the spaces. So that's where we start. And that's why I said that was the program in the schematic design phase. Um, as we meet with the different groups, I th those spaces may get a little bit smaller, may get a little bit bigger, but they're, they're pretty much set at, at a program, at a recommended program size right, right now. Um, right. But then as we have continued conversations with everybody, those will adjust a little bit. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, is there anything else we should know about the building or CTE plans like in general? Um, I, I think I think it's 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 a very exciting uh, process. I think uh, you you mentioned the fact that we've uh, there's been kind of a refining of our design over the last right. few months. Um, I'm excited about it. I think it's even a better design than it was in August when we originally released it. Um, and uh, we look forward to sharing that with everybody uh, yeah. in the fall. Well, I think we're, everyone's excited to see yeah. it as well. So yeah, yeah. Work well. and we look and like I said, our next phase is to uh, really start our deep dive into staff engagement um, and start laying these spaces out. Right. So we're really excited about that. Yeah, I think it's also really cool that you guys like go out and talk to programs and yeah. like, actually figure out what they think they need. Yep. So yeah. I, I, we do appreciate it. It's nice to get feedback. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice. I mean, we won't be there, but mm -hmm. future programs will appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, um, thank you for joining us. We are looking forward to seeing the building start to take shape. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, oh of course. Yeah, of Thank course. you. Ah, Kirby. Nothing like a charming video game franchise that is very newcomer-friendly, yet still interesting for competitive players. And much like Pokemon with Pokemon Legends Arceus, Kirby's newest entry on Nintendo Switch is looking to bring the franchise in a new direction. In Kirby in the Forgotten Land, you play as the pink blob of origin, power, and motivation, as he merely goes about doing whatever it is a godchild of indescribable power does. He's swept up in a storm that takes him to a land that looks like a post-apocalyptic Earth analog. There, he learns longtime enemies now erstwhile for him and to rescue them. Along the way, Godchild Kirby makes use of his prolific ap appetite to swallow all kinds of objects that help him rescue his friends. There is such joy in this game that is infectious. Kirby is always smiling and laughing. As your home base slowly fills with Waddle Dees you save, Kirby goes around town waving enthusiastically at his words with a childish high-pitched hi!
you can't help but squee along with him. Kirby in the Forgotten Land is a tactical cruise missile of unbiased happiness, expertly designed to make you smile no matter how bad you feel. It's the video game equivalent of puppy videos, and I'll admit, I need its brightness. Go from 2D to 3D with Kirby in the Forgotten Land, out now on Nintendo Switch, rated E for everyone. Hi guys, I'm Elise. And I'm Faith. So we are starting a YouTube channel for the 330 over on YouTube. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit of vlogging, a little bit of podcasting, and whatnot. It's just going to be a lot of joking and talking about stuff going on. Yeah, literally. But visual. Yes, visual. And also, like, we're still keeping the audio 330, but we just thought it'd be fun. Switch it up. There's a lot of, like, podcast ideas we had that we couldn't necessarily do or, like, they weren't coming to life the same way we envisioned just because it's just only audio. There. Right. So come see us over there. Tune yeah. in. At the 330 Podcast. On YouTube. Woohoo! <laughs> Hello. I'm Simon Powers. And I guess it's just me. And you're listening to the 330's Music Review. Today we will be talking about rap icon, Trippy Red. You may know Trippy from songs like Miss the Rage, T- Taking a Walk, and others. Trippy's real name is Michael Lamar White the Fourth. He was born in Canton, Ohio on June 18th, 1999. Trippy has stated that he is from Irish, Native American, and African American descent. His mother, Tanya White, raised him as a single mother since his father was in prison when he was born. Trippy took his father's name, Michael Lamar White. He has two brothers, his younger brother nicknamed Hippie Red, and his older brother was known as Dirty Red. His older brother, however, died in a car accident in 2014. Trippy's love for music started when he was growing up while his mother pretended to be Tupac, Beyonce, and Ashanti, but he says his real inspiration came from his brother, Dirty. Mr. Ray... Oh. If you want, if you want to hear more of Trippy Red, search him up on wherever you stream music. I'm out. Hello, everyone. Today in the studio we have Colin Provinkel, who is a percussionist. Hello, that's me. Hi, Colin. How are you doing today? Um, I'm doing pretty good today. How are you going? I'm doing. I'm doing good myself. So, tell us a bit about yourself, Colin. Like, what perhaps do you do in life? Um, so I'm 16 years of age. I'm currently a junior at the Cuyahoga Falls High School, obviously. And I basically just drum a whole lot, eat a whole lot, and I bike. I really enjoy biking. <laughs> that is that is nice. I wish I knew how to bike. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with that. So what, so what made you decide to become a percussionist in the world of band? Well, it's quite funny, the story, because <laughs> I was just, I wanted to do band and choir, but I couldn't do both. And at the time, I wasn't available when they did, like, the band selection thing where you'd go and test out all the instruments in, like, fifth grade prior to sixth grade and moving up into the middle school. So I <laughs> I basically just was given percussion, and then I enjoyed it so much that I just stuck around for, you know, how many, how many years it's been. So I was basically given to you. You didn't even choose it. You were just like, here's percussion, live with it. Yeah. And I, I've met some great friends and have had a lot of great times from it. Well, that's that's good to hear that you, even though you became stuck with it, you were happy to be stuck with it. Yep. <laughs> so how did you go about to grow to the percussion level that you are today? Um, 
Like at first, I wasn't really interested in percussion. Like it felt like it just wasn't for me. And then once eighth grade rolled around and uh, eighth grade band came around, I I was just like, this is for me. And I I got into lessons and then I started practicing a whole lot just on my own free time. And uh, eventually, you know, I met people like Fred Brown who just helped push me to better myself and to be more um, adept at what I wanted to do. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. So what other hobbies do you enjoy outside of band and biking? Uh, <laughs> um, um, I enjoy just hanging out with friends, going out a lot, um, eating food, going to parks, walking around, just having a ball, really. Having a ball. I like that. <laughs> yes. So in terms of band, what are some of your favorite pieces to play? Um, Musical pieces? Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoy uh, just the full band pieces, and I also really enjoy just the drumline stuff. I, I like hearing everyone's interpretation of the piece because everyone makes a different sound, and everyone interprets the music differently, and I feel like it adds a big touch. So I, I would definitely say um, 312 is probably one of my favorites, and I really like Black Gold because the symbols are freaking sexy as hell. Got some sexy symbolism. Oh, you know it. Yeah. So, within the world of percussion, what specific percussion instruments, like between the drums and, you know, bells and stuff like that, between both concert band and marching band, do you perhaps play between both of the bands? Um, so I, I play the tenors currently in the marching band. I would like to do that my senior uh, senior year as well. And then for concert band, I have, for sleigh ride, I have a bell piece, which is a lot of fun because it, go, it goes well with um, the woodwinds, and it just sounds really nice. And then for one of our competitive pieces, Esprit de Corps, I, I play the timpani, and it's I, I've never played the timpani before, so it's a, it's a nice change um, in the actual feeling of a piece. And then lastly, I play the chimes. It, it's it's very like simple, but it, it's like it adds to like a nice little like whimsical touch to the actual piece, and I really like it. Uh, it's honestly amazing to see that you enjoy percussion as much as you do. Without, even though you didn't, even though you were practically forced with it, as I've stated earlier. So, if you if you could play a wind instrument instead of percussion, which would you play? Um, I've thought about this thoroughly because, uh, I, I don't know. It just it seems fun. Like every instrument seems like a lot of fun. But if I were to choose one, I would say the complexity of the French horn intrigues me a lot. Like I, I don't know, just. The way they hold it is different than the other ones. The way it looks, it's just, it's a, it's a sight to see. I won't lie, I was thinking you were going to say something a little different. What do you think I was going to say? I don't know why, but I thought you were either going to say trombone or baritone. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't do that. Trombone is fun, though. It looks fun. Colin just doesn't do that, y'all. Keep that in yes, mind. Sir. Alrighty, well, do you have any last words for us today? Any last words? Um, so I understand this is, this is your podcast, but do they know a lot about you? Do you know a lot about us as individuals? Well, particularly for a lot of listeners, no, but they do know about our positions because we, we have posted that on our, we have posted that like on our TikTok pages and our Instagram reels and deeper down when we release our documentary, they'll seem to know a little bit more about us and how we interact as individuals and as a team. 
for the making of our podcast that's releasing later in December. Ooh. So I feel like there's enough about me. All right. We got to talk about you for a second. Coleman, <laughs> how are you doing? I, I'm good. How about you? Yeah, me too. So in the, uh, the world of band, what, what do you play? Well, I play, I play two instruments, actually. Well, one instrument two? up until last year. See, up until my junior year, the only instrument I've played was the flute. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, and then at the end of at the end of my sophomore year, I was asked by my band director, which is actually our band director, that <laughs> yes. that he asked me very in very high suspense. He just asked me, and he took like forever to ask this, which I thought it was in trouble. He just went up to me, and he was just like, "How would you?" like to be on tuba for marching band and i'm just like hey when he asked that i thought it was dreaming i was like i've never played the instrument before like like how would i be able to play that and then he was like well it sounded it sounded diff it sounds difficult i know but honestly i think you're gonna be able to handle it very well he said a variety of different things because number one, he he was low on tuba players and low brass. Second, he just thinks that would be a better fit for the in the tuba section personality-wise because in the in the flute section, myself and one of the handsome insects tuplets, Logan, we were the only two males in in the marching band last year, and everybody else, the rest of the section consists of girls, and since they're obviously teenage girls, that could obviously lead to a lot of craziness. Compare that to the tuba section where there was only about 10 and there's an equal division between the genders. And since they are also just a lot more mature and a lot more fleshed out as people, <laughs> not more fleshed out as people, but they were just a lot more, it was just, they were just a lot kinder a lot more of the time. That's and good. it just made me sound like, it just made me sound like that I was a better fit for the section and genuinely I was. And then he also said stuff about like, Another thing, too, is that for the flute, for the embouchure of the flute, it's very similar to have for the embouchure of tuba. Instead of just going, like, you obviously got a buzz, you just got, like, and a lot of that good stuff. And he also said to me very well that he knows I'm a good musician and that you I'm, I'm in symphonic band and that I was probably going to get symphonic band again. He didn't see how I wouldn't. And when next year came around, I was playing on tuba and i literally fell in love with the instrument i was able to experience band in like almost in like a very fresh way and it almost made and it just made the it just made the concept of band feel brand new again well that's good to hear now to follow up on on that question what's your um your favorite flavor or or type of uh goldfish flavor of goldfish Mm -hmm. i would say the flavor i would say the uh the flavor blasted because it all the flavor the flavor of blasted because it almost just makes it it almost makes it almost makes it combined it almost makes it taste like a goldfish and a cheese it combined that's pretty good i like that i like that um thank you for asking but my my favorite is uh i really like the rainbow ones because they're colorful that is it um colorful do you so when you react to smash is that um is that genuine Oh yeah, it is genuine. When I when I saw Kazuya, when I saw Kazuya Mishima join the world of Smash, because I love fighting games, 
I love fighting games so much. Like Street Fighter, Tekken, Mortal Kombat, Guilty Gear, Blaze Blue, King of Fighters, Fatal Fury. I could literally go on all day. Killer Instinct. <laughs> Great games. I love them all. So, honestly, when I when I saw that reveal, I, w I wasn't even expecting... I wasn't even expecting another fighting game character because we already had Ryu, Ken, and Terry. We had a few. So, when I was watching the trailer and I saw Ganondorf for the first time, I was just like, "Oh, it's a oh cool! It's it's probably a, a probably a Zelda character." That'd be nice. And then I saw the scar on the dude's chest, and I thought it was Sagat from Street Fighter because he's most well known for having that scar on his chest because he got it from getting that uppercut from Ryu. I could go on all day about that, but this is not about Street Fighter. Um, so when I saw that, I was like, wait, is that Sagat? And then, and then I just saw the giant clip with lava beneath. And I'm like, oh my God, it's a Tekken character. It's probably Hihachi. Please tell me this is Hihachi Mishima. Even though Hihachi was already a me, me costume in Smash, I just thought, okay, they're really about to break tradition right now. And then I saw a drop it. And then when, and then when, when we saw him go like this, when he, when we saw him Kazi across his arms, I thought it was Hihachi, but just like in his slightly younger state. But then I realized, oh wait, no, this is Kazuya. And then I was just, I was just flipping out because it was like this is Tekken. It's a fighting game character, and ever since then, he has been my favorite. He has been my favorite DLC inclusion in Smash Ultimate. That's really awesome to hear. Um, so when you think water, what what comes to mind? Anything in particular? When what when I think of water, I honestly, honestly, what plays them? When I think of water, I just think of underwater levels in Mario games. Okay, I think good, underwater levels in like the new Super Mario Brothers titles in Mario Kart, and then the song that just plays in my head is one of the water themes from uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Do, 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 do. I know what you're talking about. That's just why I think of water. I you know I like that. So you brought up cheese its earlier. Is there is there any like any reason like do you enjoy consuming uh cheese it's i of course i do <laughs> of course i do well that's good to hear um are you allergic to anything uh i'm very i'm probably i'm allergic to a very specific i'm allergic to like a very specific type of uh laundry detergent it's known mm. as like sun or something Damn. when when it was used on my clothes and i was wearing it i was just getting like bleach spots like just all over my body Ooh. and a lot of the time speaking of the sun in sun in sunlight when i'm out in the sun for a while like especially in like especially out in like band camp like i don't know if you ever noticed this on my body you probably didn't but like i would never i wouldn't really get like any type of sunburn on me i would just get these like little round like little rash spots going all across going like all across my arm instead of an actual like burn that's yeah that happens sometimes <laughs> oh okay okay um i have to think of a question I have to end this off strong. Do you have anything? Well, I do. Ask away. Colin? Yes, Coleman. Love you to death, audio listeners, but uh, I'm visually right now doing some some quarter of a circles on the, the wheelie chair. Well, I do have one last question for you today. Go ahead and ask. If you had to rate... If you had to rate the three three zero on a scale of one to ten, what would you rate it? Um, I'll do one to five rats, if that's okay with you. No, uh, okay. Um, I'm thinking like a, like maybe like a, a six point seven rats, out of five. Um, overall, I think the production value, especially for this school, 
it's kind of flipping good. These mics are nice. The room is nice. Uh, the the staff is nice. Thank you, Dylan. And I don't know. It just it seems very professional for the district that we're in. And you know, just good job, you guys. You guys are doing amazing. Well, you know, Colin, thank you. And I think I think that was a very nice way for you to cap this off. I really I appreciate it. All of us at the studio appreciate it. Can I say it? Go Black Tigers. Yeah, go Black Tigers. <laughs> well, everybody, thank you all for tuning in to this very special student highlight of the 3 Theo podcast. We will see you all again very soon. Goodbye. At the Celestia High School, classes have finished for the day leaving Susie to be running all over the place, followed by her brother, Kevin, who's struggling to keep up with his sister. Hey, hurry up, Kevin. After this, we gotta go to the store and pick up some items our school play needs. Susie says over her shoulder, Wait, what? There's more? I thought we were, we were done, Kevin cries. Nope, we got this last thing to do. Oh, wait, some of the teachers were talking about picking up some books from the turn-in box. We'll have to swing over there after this. Kevin sighs heavily. This has been nothing new to him, but today his sister was a little overzealous recently. Hey, listen, I still got a lot of work I need to get done. You think we can stop so I can work on it? Susie turns to Kevin with a stern look. Whose fault is that that you didn't do it? That's your fault, not mine. You can work on it during your free time. But this is my free time. It was you who wanted to drag me all over town against my will. Susie huffed. Fine, if you want to be lazy, then be lazy. That's your problem, not mine. I don't want to hear about how you weren't able to work on it because, oh, I was too tired to do anything. Susie rushes off, leaving Kevin to stand at the side of the road. Uh, you have enough energy for three different people. Uh, I guess I should head home and crack some of the work. Kevin begins to head home, while Susie finally enters into the store and pulls out a sheet of paper with lists of items. Hmm, so we need paint, brushes, brushes for the paint, and some wigs. That should be easy. After a solid hour, she leaves the store... I can't believe I picked up on all these poems. I was very lucky. I'm sure someone will need them. I may as well head back, though. Can't do much when I don't have any arms. Susie soon leaves to her school. After about 30 minutes, she finally arrives, entering into the school's auditorium, where a group of kids sit and wait. Ah, Susie, you're finally here. Uh, Wait, what's all of this? One of the students points to a stack of books by Susie's feet. Oh, those. Some people put them in the turn-in bin, so after this I was going to return them to the library. And the poles? Oh, I'm glad you noticed. Yeah, they were half price, so I picked them up. And the desk? Oh, this bad boy. Can you believe that someone was throwing it away? I mean, just a little bit of elbow grease, and it will be good as new. What about the wigs, the paint, the brushes? Did you at least pick those up? Susie stood there thinking. All right, those. Well, I didn't have enough for the paint, but I did pick up some brushes. Well, we 
can't use the brushes because we don't have any paint. Uh, you know what? We'll get someone else to do it next time. Wait, why? Well, this is the third time in a row that you brought in all these extra items and very little of the supplies that we actually needed. That's why. Uh, all right, everyone, head on home. We can't really do anything. If you have any paint, please bring it in tomorrow. Soon the students begin to leave the auditorium, leaving Susie alone. How absolutely ridiculous. I took time out of my day to help them. They should be grateful. I was also able to do tasks while doing this. <sighs> I guess I'll take these to their home. Susie struggles to pick up all the objects before heading out. She returns the books to the library, the poles and desks at the workshop, and eventually, after a long day, she's finally done with all her tasks. <sighs> it's all done. Oh, it's quite late. 7.30 already. I better get home. Susie rushes out of the school and bolts on home. After a while, she finally arrives, opening the door. I'm home, Susie yells out, and is surprised at what she sees. The dishes weren't finished yet. Floors unswept, laundry undone. Kevin, she shouts out. Followed by Kevin running down the stairs to meet her in the kitchen. Kevin, why aren't the dishes done, or the floor swept, or the laundry done? Kevin stands there confused, because it's your turn to do them. You, you usually do the chores on Wednesdays, remember? Well, you should have helped me complete the tasks before so I could do these. Also, you should have done them when you saw them unfinished. Wait, how is this my fault? It's your fault for running around town and then not coming back to do the chores you were actually supposed to be doing. No one asked you to pick up the play supplies. You wanted to do that instead of the person who was supposed to do it. I mean, come on. You try to help everyone. I get that, but... Well can't help everyone, and you need to get the task that you really need to get done first. Susie stood there surprised. She never heard her brother talk back to her like this. Uh, wait, hey, what's gone into you? You never talked like this before. I'm just saying the truth. Please, don't do too many tasks. It's not, not going to strain you, but everyone else. Huh. Strain? Please, I'm not going to end up like you and become a lazy slob. I'll do your chores because you couldn't be bothered to do it. I couldn't be bothered. Sis, it's your job that you didn't do. And if I were to stay and help, I wouldn't have been able to finish any of the work that I had to do. Been able to get any of my work done. How about you finish your task before you start another? Kevin returns upstairs, leaving Susie alone. What's that all about? Drama kids, and now my own brother? What is up with everyone? So what if I stress myself? But everyone appreciates it, right? I mean, only people who get mad at me are those who have why accept assignments first and then finish them last. <sighs> I'm sure it's nothing. 